I'm Alex, and I'm super. I'm Dr. Kevin, and I am naturally a junkie. And there's no We are the junkie. super... Wait, we are... The supernatural super junkies. junkies. Look at us, coordinated. Yes. Don't ask us to sing. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. Welcome back, welcome back. We have a welcome back for several guests today. We have Kevin... Who do we have? Who do we have? Well, we have Dr. I Tony can't Ponsetti. see them. Where are they at? <laughs> They're here. Just look. Open your oh, eyes, there man. They are. Open your eyes. It's like that man thing. Where you, he's like, where's this? I can't find it. And you literally open the fridge and you're like, right in front of you? Tony's right in front of you, Kevin. Just open the fridge. He's right there. I know. I have to follow him up the stairs because <laughs> I still haven't follow, you know, installed the handrails. So, Which That's, I remember every time he you. comes. Yeah, oversharing. And Yes. <laughs> People don't need to know that, but that's we're in okay. the upper room. But we have, yeah, we're in the upper room with with Jesus. The upper room with Jesus. <laughs> we also have lots of crosses in here. And, like, yeah, you know, right. And gonna put up some more too. Okay, <laughs> and we sage the place. No, just kidding. We don't do that. And we also have the very lovely Beverly Kilmer. You remember her from the last time? She is back again for take two. We are going to go at it again with her we love her we're so happy you're here thank you oh thank you my pleasure awesome and we're going to be talking show. about the rise and fall of what's going on in our schools today we're teaching sexism racism and of course the lgbtq and i can say I that if i a read it a agenda it keeps getting letters added to it i don't even know what all the letters stand for do you no, they yeah. do not either. It's the alphabet <laughs> right. people. It's alphabet soup at this point. Yes. It really is. Yeah, and we have her, her book here too about that called The Rise and the Fall. Yep. So, well, last time we really got a chance to get into some of the things that are happening of, of what they're teaching our kids and how this has really affected our kids. All of a sudden, we're seeing an explosion, right? I think you said one of the studies in Ohio was like 10,000% increase in kids that are sexually confused little girls little girls specifically right so you starting to see here you know if our bible tells us that we're supposed to train up the child in the way that they should go if you're a christian what does that mean it means you can't let anybody else train your child now these people already know that god's principle works that's why they're after your children that's why they want to be in school. That's why they are telling you that you don't even have rights to come to school and tell us what we're going to teach your children. They're telling you that. Right, and you have to wonder, too, why such a rise in girls? I know there's a book by Abigail Shire, Irreversible Damage, that also addresses this, and this huge jump specifically with girls and the damage that it does to little girls. And I believe that's because girls are such social creatures. So that's why it's such a large number for girls, because... It's the old, hey, we're going to go to the bathroom. We do things together, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that social support as well. Isn't that part of the problem? That is. It's, uh, you know, from the time they're very young, they do everything as groups yeah. because that's where little girls are more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have to have the reinforcement of their best friends. And something as big as changing your gender and your identity, they need someone with them that is doing it as well. Right. They don't like to stand out in a crowd. No. But they'll do it with their tight click, and if that's you, the problem. Yeah. If you flip the girls, you replace the abortion issue. It's true. 
You know what? Oh. Another thing you said last also, time. Also, uh, the the um, I was thinking about too all the pregnancies, right? That, right. that people Never have, right? No unwanted pregnancies, no pregnancies at all. Right. But mm-hmm. if we can convince everyone, they're now, so confused. And and what is what is the goal of uh, Bill Gates? Right. What, Depopulation. What Depopulation. Depopulation. Right. And what are those Georgia stones called? Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, that yeah. also deal with that as well. I mean, and if you look at some of the stuff that we'll dip into today, Beverly's going to come back for yet another episode because she has some amazing information about um, Q, which Kevin and I are not well versed on, so we're going to have to uh, rely on her for. So. I'm very well versed on it. <laughs> oh, he's well versed on I everything. Know lower case, case Qs and upper case Qs. <laughs> Stop it. Stop he it. knows his alphabet. And curses, cursive <laughs> Qs, and nobody can read my own Q. So I have my own version of Q. Okay. Anyway, she's going to be back for that. <laughs> You're special. Yeah, he's very special. That. And that's what I always you, say. Thank you yeah. for agreeing. She's One of the first. things, though, you said that really struck out at me is that when you were saying that the fact that you have, they're telling kids, the fact that you have such a good friend from the same sex could be a good reason maybe you are gay, right? And so here they are planting this in little kids' heads, right? Oh, that's true you know my best friends are girls and i'm a girl so maybe i'm gay and this is exactly the kind of stuff that we can't allow to happen and of course we're seeing the big fight here in florida of course we talked about that and uh, we talked about how only 29 percent of democrats actually oppose this bill so it's a very small even both sides of the political you know spectrum are basically for what DeSantis is doing, and yet Disney is doubling down. Well, you also, Mama yeah. Bear is waking up. Yes, finally, I hope so. Finally. Yeah, but you also have to wonder, because everything you turn on TV, and it's everywhere. It's right. everywhere. And so part of the component of flipping little girls is that you get so much social support when you come... That's, you know, I was reading about some of this. When you come out on those um, social media platforms, which for young people is huge, that, that communicating and getting approval from complete strangers... Um, look, we're not telling you this to alarm you, but if you're a parent and you have children, we're doing we're doing this so that you can talk to them about this. This will hopefully, for some of you that didn't know or don't know a lot about it, that maybe this opens a door that you can talk to your child about this and explain that, of course, you have friends that are the same gender as you. Why wouldn't you? That's how you feel most comfortable. That, that Your person, dad has friends that he goes out with and your mom has friends that you go out with. Right, and, I mean, as a married woman... And we're not my, gay. My rule of thumb is that I just really don't associate with men. And I, you know, um, because... She can only handle one. Yeah, anyway. That's um, a way of protecting our marriage as well, you know? Um, so, of course, he's just so silly, isn't he, ladies? Just sometimes. He's had way too much... Um, an energy drink today or something. He's on fire. <laughs> hey, he's talking truth. Well, this is a truth nation. It's a true. truth station. Yeah. yeah. So, sweetheart, tell us. And, of course, we, we talk about what's happening to our kids in school. But there's also something called vaccines in school that are violating parents' rights. And, Alex, this is where you're supposed to come in and tell us oh, the latest huh? and what? the greatest. Sorry, yes, the tell us about the ICANN thing in yeah. okay. Washington. Yeah. So and Aaron Siri from um, Informed Consent um, Action Network, which is, you know, uh, does a lot of work with Dell Bigtree. But um, Aaron Siri, he's a lawyer. He actually, in Washington, they had passed a law that 11-year-olds are allowed to give their own consent for any vaccine. Um, and that means any that the CDC recommends was their the part of the wording. So that means... Um, they can go in and say, hey, I want this. And so there were parts of the school board that were actually 
making a division on how to best hide this from the parents because if they're doing this without their parental consent they were also finding ways to not tell the parent to not have it show on billing to not have it show up and they were creating two different sets of paperwork right. one that would go home to the parents and one that they kept in office deliberately conspiring to keep the information from the parents so right. um Aaron not- Siri with the ICANN network took this to court um to federal court because the 1986 act which for the most part we hate right because it's about the vaccine liability and them being sued but uh you know you have to look for the parts that you can use don't throw the baby out with the bathwater right so what they could use from that in there specifically uh the wording was that the parents have to receive the vaccine information statement prior to the child getting a vaccine because one of the questions they ask is have you ever had adverse reaction to a vaccine well an 11 year old probably wouldn't know that not that there's any medical or religious exemptions anyhow right but based on that information uh, they were actually able to have a federal judge overturn this law and say, no, that that can't stand because of the 1986 act. So um, they're hoping to overturn mandates and laws that actually are letting, because California is also doing the same thing. There are other states that also say, hey, if you're 11 years old, you can decide for yourself if you want that vaccine and we'll help you hide it from your parents. Because they can drive. They can know what sex they are. They can enter the military. I mean, there's all kinds of, they can start drinking. I mean, these are other good decisions they should be able to well, the bigger, start making at that, that time too, right? Well, Beverly can chime in on this, but the bigger <laughs> implication, once again, is that it's putting that narrative out there that your parents don't know what's best for That's you. That's right. We know it's best for you. We're here to support you. That's right. And, and they're usurping God-given authority. Oh, wait, of let the me parents. let me mention, but because this was overturned, it is a federal law that they actually this stands and usurps any local government, right? So that you Does can it throw use them in this. jail though. That's the question. <laughs> we wish. But so this is something that all of us can use. If you find yourself in a position to where the school board is mentioning anything like that or your local governments are saying that they they're mandating vaccines you can use the same thing because they can't overturn the federal law and a federal judge agreed amen yeah now remember this uh, this is gonna do go back to the nuremberg codes which which we're going to end today because it gets into these freedoms but um so now we're going to get back to um what beverly was really wanting to say and that is you know our guests that you know remember her where did she she guests today she disappeared again (laughs) I'm going to go out on the limb and just jump in here. I want to respond to what you have been talking about just now. And that is 11-year-olds can uh, consent. The schools have been doing it without consent. But something I want people to think about, as dangerous it is, and I don't know uh, if it gets any worse, not us not knowing all of the Uh, products, ingredients that are in the vaccines Mm, and the long-term effect. But I will tell you, by having that available, that they can give them a vaccine, is opening the door even more from a federal standpoint, if you will, that the school has the authority to take medical make medical decisions for that child. Right here in Western Florida, Several years ago, I was approached by uh, someone, and she has worked closely with our organization. Uh, Her daughter, she found out many, many, many years ago, at a very young age, I think it was like 15, her daughter got pregnant, had a baby, I mean, she got pregnant, went to the counselor 
at the school, not her mom, because they had been preaching. Mm -hmm. This is your safe zone. You can tell us anything. We will never judge you. We're here to help you. So she went to the counselor. Do you know that that school literally called Planned Parenthood, Mm -hmm. had them come over, talked to the girl, they arranged transportation for that little girl to go have an abortion without her mother even knowing that she had been pregnant. They never had the opportunity for the mother to say, we love you, we're here with you, we're gonna walk this path with you or anything. The mother found out several years later after her daughter had gotten married and all, then she told her that needs to be a wake-up call for every mom and dad out there. You give these school boards and the school districts an inch to make medical decisions for your children, you could be losing a potential grandchild. You Mm. could lose your child because the school's telling them how your parents may love you less if they know any of these things. So you come to us. We're your safe zone. Wow. I can't imagine what I would have done as a father if I found that out later. It has been, they've gone through a lot of, and a lot of pain, as you can tell, but also I think they may even today be involved in a lawsuit. I don't know, but, um, you know, my first thing would be, I'm going to, I want to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. But I would right. want to would kill the person oh, that killed my grandmother. Theoretically. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Theoretically. Yes. You can yeah. say anything theoretically, Tony. It's theoretically. Yeah. I would kill them. See, it protects you. <laughs> I theoretically would kill them. <laughs> exactly. I theoretically would completely concur. Well, you start to really okay wonder, you know, if you know what just happened there, then how could you consider it really any other way well imagine what might have gone wrong yeah. right exactly what could have gone wrong how that could i mean you know it becomes a case to where that could even affect her to this day having children yes and it would be something that you guys decided to have the complete consent and do when she was a child mm-hmm. affecting her complete future so another question for you bev you know we is there anything you we didn't because you were trying to wake up parents Right? Is there anything you didn't get to t- get to on the last episode? Because I know we're going to be talking about what is your plan of action today. What are what are some other things you feel like you would want to tell parents are going on in the schools today? One thing, and I think I touched on this at our last uh, conversation, is that uh, all of this sex education and critical race theory stuff. All of that has nothing to do with the obvious. Right. Sex education education has nothing to do with sex. Right. Period. Right. It all has to do with the uh, mind control of your children and the process of moving them away from your trust and your love and loyalty and make them think that they can be loved so much better and the guidance that they would get would come better from the school, the counselors. And one thing I did not go into so much is the fact that schools are now spending an absorbent amount of money on counselors. Uh, Yeah, I wonder what they're telling kids, right? Exactly, and they are taught to first look for gender issues. 
first That's and foremost, first, yes. look to find out if a child seems emotionally um, concerned or if they're having trouble with their classwork. Mm-hmm. It's because they have these emotional problems <laughs> that tie back to their mom and dad, and so they 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 tell them this 90% of the time right. it's to push them away from mom you're and dad. really troubled because you are trapped in the wrong body mm-hmm. right you're a troubled person and it's not your fault and it's not your well, fault right when you were in school do you remember having counselors i mean i went to private school so we didn't have counselors in um grade school is they have counselors i know they do now they have counselors and therapists cons i mean all over the school wow because, I mean, did you guys have... We didn't have that, did we? None of that stuff. I mean, not that, that we're that old, so actually we are, but... We had deans with a big paddle. That's all I we had, had. I had nuns that would kick your butt. Them nuns, they got a lot of anger that they need to work out. And your oh, yeah. bottom with looked like a good hands. place. No, it was ruler. <laughs> we had a nun that would actually um, paddle you on the butt. She had a big old wooden paddle. Yeah, Sister Nolita. I'm talking about you, Sister Nolita. I just called you out. Uh-huh. I never got hit, but I got called to the office plenty. Remember that? And that look on her face where she'd be like, same girls, mm-hmm. same girls every time. Mm-hmm. My dean told Hilda <laughs> never to marry me, never to date me. <laughs> really? Did, did he like you or I had no? the record office visits. <laughs> really? You beat mine? Yeah, I didn't it's have any know. consultations see, either. Look, they just, he's a good know, guy, Dr. Tony. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. So what, what is that Dean now? But, you know, that's that becomes a narrative, though. But they know you better, right? Don't they know you better than your own parents, the people that have been raising you, that see you every day? The, that's your safe place. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No. And 60 years later, he and Hilda are still having breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. So that's right. there you go. Works. There you go. That's true. That's, that's totally true. 60 years. So before we get into the wow. action plan, anything else you want to kind of that mention that amazing. you feel the, the public needs to know? Yeah, sorry. I just want them to know that we do need to pay attention to an action plan. We've yes. reached that point yes. that it's great to get accolades. It's great to say that, uh, I, oh yeah, I know about that. Right. Knowing and doing exactly. are two different things. and. I'm going to be straight up and honest and forward in saying at this time in our humanity across the world, not just in Florida or not just in the United States, internationally and uh, nationwide, we need to get active. Mm-hmm. Do not yes. be okay. passive. Those days are gone yeah. because these this is Satan coming after our children. Yes. Wake up to the fact, if you believe there's a God, you've got to believe there's Satan. Right. And Satan is going to come in pretty packages. Yes, he is. Be prepared, and we're going to talk a little bit later about what you can do to get active. Our organization, Freedom Speaks Coalition, is going to be asking for you to get involved. All of these other organizations that understand how dire the threat is will be asking for you to get involved. You can get involved a, whatever you can. You've got a big event coming up here just in uh, tomorrow. It's called Back to the Future, Recla- Reclaiming Our Republic. It's by Freedom Speaks, and you guys are going to be outlining an action plan. And the good news is, is this won't be out for two weeks now. If they wanted to see this, are you guys going to put this out in a video format? Or is there some way they can access this later if they don't get to go? 
Yes, we're working on now to make sure we've got someone there, a videographer, that can record the entire event, and we're hoping to have it available after editing within a week or so at the okay. most. So probably by the time this is out then. Now, what's the website yes. we need to go to to find that? When it is up, it will be freedomspeaks.us. Okay, In fact, great. that is our website. Uh, we're still working on getting a lot of things updated, so don't let that uh, be a distraction. We've got a lot of good, hard-hitting information there, and I would love you to visit our website and take from it an awareness of just how dire this has come. Well, and that's what the thing. I, I, I had a sinking feeling after our last episode that we just really hadn't. Um, we talked about a problem and we didn't have any solutions. And I just felt like we need to have another episode and uh, what can we really do, you know, to make this work. So as I was just talking with Beverly, um, she's got a great outline here actually. <laughs> it's a really good idea. So I know you mentioned this last time, but the first one was the P and the PTA. You wanna put the P back in the PTA. Wait, well, I just wanna mention, cause this is a very simple point that I don't know that a lot of people know. Cause I didn't know this until recently, that. If you are in a school district, but your child doesn't, let's say, you know, our children don't attend that school, right? You can still go to those school board meetings. You can still have a voice there because, and you should. Yes. You should. If this means anything to you, if this is in your district, it's not just going to affect those children that are in that school. It's going to affect all of us. Or you could support school board candidates. That's and right. And make a difference. That's true. right. You need to interview them specifically. Yep. Yeah. We're definitely going to get back to that topic, but uh, tell us about the P and the PTA. And you said that the PTA is actually kind of copyrighted. Might be hard to actually take that one over, but uh, how do we get the P back in the PTA? We're getting the P back in PTA, and this will be the first time I've spoke with about it openly. But it is the Parent Teacher Alliance right. for Academic Education, right? Not socializing. Not uh, gender agendas. education, yeah. no political agenda, none of the outside distractions slash indoctrination. Right. We're taking all of that away by putting parents back in charge. And it's very exciting because parents are being awakened and they are ready to fight because they're hearing more and more stories like the one I just shared and some of the other things that are taking place right under their nose, but not uh, them not having a clue. So we're going to be unveiling that initiative. Every parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, everyone that has any desire for a better United States and world that we live in needs to know about what's going on at the school board meetings. And more importantly, if you are in a situation where you really are wanting to do something, think about being the candidate that becomes the school board member. Yep. So I didn't even know that the PTA still exists. What was that something about the Harper Valley PTAs? Oh, wow, you're really showing your age here. Wait, I mean, I'm just saying that was a long time ago. <laughs> I love that song, though. <laughs> it's been taken over by the teachers' associations. The yeah. teachers' union has absorbed, we'll say, for lack of a better term, the decisions that are made by the fake PTA 
come right from the teachers union or in conjunction with in many ways. So it's out there, but it's being overshadowed by the teachers union agenda. Yep. It's being wow. funded in large part by the teachers union. So how can they join the PTA in, in a modern sense now? How does that work? Parent teacher alliance. When you say you want to get the parents back in the PTA, what do you mean by that? We want you to become a part of the uh, Parent Teachers Alliance. Oh, and gotcha. that organization is going to be center front of the schools. At every board meeting, they will become, uh, in, in many essence, they're going to be the catalyst for the entire community through the PTA. Yes. I see what you're saying. So we need to join the Parent Teacher Alliance so that we can get into back to our schools where we're, we're actually influencing them. The truth is, America, we have abandoned, around the world, we have abandoned our children to the state. Mm -hmm. They have really become the parents. Out of laziness. And it's yeah, laziness. It's, it's easy. We understand, hey, I'm not capable of teaching maybe chemistry or math or biology, but we now know these people are not teaching them education. They're in doctrine. Now, Beverly, didn't you tell me that the scores in Florida, the grades were dismal at best? Yes, absolutely. In the state of Florida, all across the state, the schools and the students are graded on a curve. Okay. That curve only goes A through C in math and English, especially. And uh, it's, as far as math goes, they're usually in the 60s mm. and occasionally in uh, English they may rate up to 72 or whatever wow. that's an A in the grading curve 72 I, wow yeah when I was going to school that was a failing grade or D at right. best and that's nothing to brag about and they are spending so much energy teaching the indoctrination subjects such as sex ed critical race all mm. of the socializations they're so busy teaching that and the pronouns and genders right, that the, they are not teaching different basic genders. math wow my uh, my son is a teacher in high school and he's got 82 in all the different groups okay. seniors 85 to 86 percent of them will not graduate this year <gasps> period uh, they're not coming to class. They're not turning in any homework. Now, they've, they've dumbed, dumbed down the school. So they got rid of the D. There are no uh, Ds, right? Or there are no Ds. No, A, B, and C, and failing. To pass, they have to hit a 50. A what? A 50. 50%. That's not passing, guys. <laughs> That's the kind of... Wow. Destruction we've done for our children. Right. But they can tell you every gender combination or gender fluid, whatever, right? That's, they're very articulate about that. Or tell you that they don't care what the teacher's teaching. Uh, he's, he's had one, one subject that he's trying to get him to do is this one, one document that's about six pages since January. And he's backed off, backed off, mm. because he needs them to get to 50 to if they finish that subject, they can graduate, and they won't even come to class. Wow. So can you imagine, you know, even writing a, a term paper? That's what it is. I mean, but 
to to even say like six pages that's light folks that's a light term paper that's you know once you do the bibliography right and you do all the research and credit who i mean that that's going to take up at least three pages so you really only have to write with a title page maybe two pages two and a half right and you know the parents are going crazy these parents are calling him and saying this one one young lady her mother called and said my daughter's turned in every document and there's nothing showing up he said that's because she never turned anything in you know there's there's recorded your daughter's lying to you oh my daughter would never lie to me surprise so you can see the the dumbing down of america is part of this agenda not only they changing right your sexualization right but they want you to dumb your children down so they're not able to read and write and be able to understand higher learning really well, dumb is more compliant i mean isn't that the goal right just toe the party line and so dumb is best for that if if that's what you want to raise your country to do right that you know you got to start that indoctrination now so dumb is best i think probably for that situation So that's one of the things we can do as parents is to make sure that an education's actually happening well, that's where, if I can jump in here with the PTA, uh, forget about the, the old PTA, Parent Teachers Association, that has been hijacked by the teachers union. We need the so-called new PTA, which is Parent Teacher Alliance for Academic Education. That's right. And we need the action call, the follow-up, and parents to make a to-do list of what they need to do to actually protect their children's education. They're the ones that have the most to lose other than the child themselves. Parents have to step up and get involved and I'll elaborate on that further. Well, and you know, we want parents to lose trust in the people that they have given their children to. We want that to happen. We want to show people that you have to take back your children. Well, take back parenting. Exactly, right? And that's the biggest part of what we're talking about. So now you also mentioned your, your Love Out Loud. Uh, tell us about that. Love Out Loud is taking a stand on not being afraid to speak up to the travesties that are being done to our children, to our country, to all phases of life as we know it. And to elaborate on, since the topic we're talking about is the children and education, parents have to take a stand to show that they love their children more than anything in this world between god and child family what more does is more important than actually taking action so what i would say we need the listeners to do is uh set up a district-wide parent teacher alliance and make parents relevant again yes claim it own it right because your children were placed in your custody the day they were conceived it doesn't stop so so what would you say about a lot of people that the number one thing i hear when the school is mentioned and the horrors that are happening there the number one thing people say is get your children out of school and you can see that that's really saying that all the concerned parents are abandoning abandoning these other children because what's going to happen i mean how many people are really capable of really doing that i absolutely will not disagree with that one one minute one iota 
I think a parent has a responsibility if their child is being adversely affected by being in that school system or the public school system or government school system, call it what you may, but they should evaluate why they are leaving their child in that school in the first place. Right. There are so many options. You can, you know, depending on your funding and your family's finances and everything, there's options for every financial situation. Yeah. Homeschooling. What I was speaking to is that even if you are homeschooling, you don't want to abandon the PTA. You don't want to abandon your and you school don't have to. board. Good you, yeah. you need to be down there as if your child is in that school. Because you're just fighting for just your children. You're fighting for the generations that to come. Because that's who our enemy is fighting for. Very good point. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. A lot of parents do take their children out and they think... I'm not even going to think about school boards. I'm not thinking about the education system that's public or whatever. But the reality is their children will grow up marrying somebody that was educated in public schools. Miseducated. Miseducated. <laughs> right. And they will, uh, they'll marry them. They'll hire them or work for them. And it's, they're not going to get away from it. So, yes, well, point well made. And I'm glad that you brought that up because... We have to put our children first in that system or out of that system, but it's not a matter of turn your back on it and let it fall to the devil. Right. We have to continue. So thank you so much for bringing that issue up. I don't think a lot of people realize that. I didn't know that until recently, that even if your child, if you're homeschooling and your child um, doesn't go to that school, but you are still part of that district, you can go and you still have a voice at those meetings. Yes. Now, some of those meetings have a certain structure. You're going to want to find out what they are because some of those require, if you want to get up and ask a question or make a point, you have to get your name on a list at least 48 hours ahead of time. Some may have different requirements. You need to find that kind of information out, which can easily be found, right? Yes. That's difficult. You but can call yeah, the school so Even board. if you're, you're homeschooling, you can still do that, and you should be involved. Right. It is so really important. So we got important. the Parent-Teacher Alliance. And then also attending board meetings, and I think sometimes that would be educational in and of themselves. But some of the watchdog groups like yourself are the ones that are telling us stuff that we would not ever hear at the board. We're the ones that are doing the discovery and trying to bring this information out at the board meetings. So this is very important that even attending those board meetings is not the total solution. We have to be doing some investigation. Proactive. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Be proactive and know what's going on in the schools. Know what school books are being used. Know what books, and right now this is a very big thing, the books in the library that children have access to. In fact, uh, Polk County is in the process of having a very large a school board meeting i believe it's tonight actually and it'll be after your audience hears this but it won't be too late to get more information and continue follow up and making sure that the books are removed from the library because any child can go in and check these books out with no one's oversight whatsoever and this is something that's important for parents and everyone to know the sheriffs in every county are the ultimate law enforcement period even above the governor and other people within those county ranks the law states that if a sheriff knows of pornography or obscenity being presented to a child 
a minor, which is 18 years old, so 17 minus one day, they're still a minor. Right. Or 18 minus one day. And they're a minor. The sheriff has a responsibility to confiscate that material. Yes. And this is a public facility, public office. They have to remove it. That is an action item for parents and anyone that cares about our children's safety, especially in this day and time when there are so many child abductions, child um, trafficking, and everything. They should not have this at their fingertips given to them by government. And what do you think is going to happen if they don't remove those books? That's the question, Tony. Tell us what might happen. Mm. Our sheriff is going to walk in there and remove them. Now, get this, folks. I want you to hear what he just said. Okay, We're taking this message to churches, and our churches down there changing this equation no they're not they're not they're not but we have found going after who the sheriff and showing them that they are breaking the law exactly and how can a sheriff say hey we're not going to distribute pornography in the library of our children children right and every one of our pastors is breaking the law of love and they are and so here here we are trying to get unity and you can't get unity in the church. You can't get a unified statement. You can't get all of these people showing up. But we're seeing unity when we go after who? The sheriff. And once one or two of them fall, how can they say you, you're not for okay, or against you know, um, having pornography for children in, in our own libraries? Right? Can I take that a little bit further? You go. All right. It starts also at the bottom up as well as the top down because teachers are teaching it. They're using the material, Mm -hmm. they're teaching it, and I've shared far and wide uh, pictures, graphics, verbal uh, education that there are things that they're teaching. Uh, The teachers cannot say, well, I'm forced to teach it or I lose my job. Well, if somebody holds a gun at your head and says, go rob that bank, you're still robbing that bank, which is a crime. Yes. Realistic people think about it because your boss tells you to do something, does not make it legal for you to do. Right. And the law says mm-hmm. you are not allowed to provide pornography, obscenity, or anything that is detrimental or harmful to a child in the education system. That's right. Amen. School boards are elected officials. They take an oath. And that oath is to honor the Constitution of the United States and the state of Florida. The Constitution and the oath, uh, I mean the Constitution of Florida and the nation, as well as the Bill of Rights, protects children. You're violating that when you say we are going to allow this smut, this pornography, everything that the Supreme Court has actually said is illegal to present to minors under 18 if you think it's okay to do so you're going to go ahead and sign off on it as a school board member you're violating your oath of office and by law must step down if you are not willing to step down as a school board member breaking the law intentionally then you must be removed well you know you can see in our society people are changing they'll say I was forced to take this vaccine, for example. And the truth is, okay, now you can make your own decisions about that. And of course, we've talked a lot about that. But at the end of the day, 
in America, I don't know of anybody that was held down. Um, I know that there would have been some bad consequences, but that is literally the way they look at it. This is the same situation where you have teachers breaking the law, breaking the Constitution. So the school board, is that a bonded position when you're on the school board, right? Yes, in most states it is bonded, and anyone can bring charges against right. a teacher's bond. And yeah. we are encouraging you to step up to the plate this is the year, as far as education goes, this is the year of enforcement. And you've got to be strong. You've got to be bold. You've got to do what your children expect you to do, and that is protect them. That's right. And so at this point, because uh, we know that there's lots of conspiring go going on in schools, right, by the teachers who hide things from the parents, conspiring with the students, your children, to hide things from you intentionally. And since they are bonded, you can sue them because that causes harm and it's to the detriment of that child's well-being. You can also vote them out. That's right. Right now, this year, every school board member that in, in Polk County alone, four of them are up for re-election. And we've got some great candidates. But if the people don't get up, if the parents don't get up and vote these people out, and this is how our governor is actually now trying to actually have people he's recommending. It's the first time it's really happened. But let me just say this, that when we talk about these objectionable materials, okay, when Beverly was trying to show them to adults, they were pastors, but they were still adults. And they did not want to see these pictures. They got <laughs> mad at me. They, we blurred them. <laughs> Here we have stuff that's being shown to elementary school children, and they were so offensive that they would not be shown. And that would be true in virtually every church in America. They would not want to see this. So we don't have the video, but I want to be clear to all the listeners that this is the situation, that we are showing things that are illegal, pornographic, and upsetting to people. And yet we have these materials right there in a public school, and this is a failure on our watch as a parent. Wow, I got him silent. Did you see that? <laughs> He's looking at me. Like, yeah, we're um, all looking to see, okay, huh? you're going to jump in first? I'm going to jump in first because you have hit it on the head, and this, this recording is to wake people up and let them know this has been talked to death now. I've been involved in it since 2017, 2016, and the school boards know that we're on to them. They are literally in the face of parents still. Yeah. They, they say, we're not changing, we're okay with this. Well, that's fine, but we're not. And we're going to step up. We're going to do it. And I will also tell you that I made 50 color copies of that beautiful pamphlet, and I handed them out to 50 different pastors. And I would love to tell you about how they wanted to talk to me after that. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Now, I have seen some movement. I have. I, I, there's lots of little movements. And sometimes, especially with the bigger churches, there's so many steps to actually make something happen. You know, you might have a sermon series that was planned more than a year ago 
That's how long it takes sometimes to get something in an agenda. So you can start to see that it's very difficult to really get in a quick action plan to respond. But, you know, the other thing I love when you, you spoke and I, we were talking about the bottom end, how we have we can go after the sheriff. We can go after, you know, to get them on our side. We can go after a, 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 a student who's now being, you know, groomed, if you will. But really, the, the subject this show is really is this sex education or is this grooming? And once you have this isolation happening, that this child is being isolated by the teacher, and now the person that's cut out of the loop is the parent. That's exactly. grooming. Exactly. Well, it really is. And in one school, I, I may have already mentioned this, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to repeat it because it bears repeating. There is a student uh, that was in the eighth grade that gone on to the ninth this year. But the counselor at the school picked this child out to convince them that they were gay and needed to join the PSA clubs, which is, uh, I mean, GSA, Gay Straight Alliance Clubs, which is a gay club in our school mm -hmm. systems. And that is in itself horrendous, but it's it was developed and pushed into the schools by the LG, I mean, uh, LGBTQ plus community. And for those that don't know what the plus stands for, it's pedophile. Yeah. And that to them is okay to push. But this counselor kept trying to get this child to join the GSA clubs. Other people, kids in the schools, heard about it and were teasing him and, and everything, saying, Well, you know, you're gay. Why don't you join? Come on and join. Right. And I talked to the parents. They called me extremely upset, the, both the mom and dad called at the time. And I have since referred them to the legal firm that handles this um, here in uh, Orlando area. I just went blank on his name. But well, let me, let me share something. Now, I've, I have been a youth pastor. I've worked with youth for a lot of time and uh, also singles. And in that period of time, there's many um, Christians that, you know, that I was involved with that were struggling, you know, with some type of homosexuality. But I am not kidding you when I say exactly what you're pointing out that any guy that has certain a little more effeminate than the average bear they are harassed i mean i i mean tears that these guys have a very gentle spirit they talk a little differently than the average bear and the bottom line is people immediately hit on them and they're so nice and they they can't they don't have that gumption and you think about we all how much we all struggled in high school to find our way, to find an identity, to find a friend. To fight our way. Right. <laughs> you know, you think about all those people, you know, and that's where we really need it. And this is, I can't tell you how many times I've had a parent say, okay, yes, yeah, suddenly my, my son or my daughter comes home one day and tells me they're gay. Just out of the blue. And they hunt it down. And where does it come from? And sometimes it even comes from the youth group, Right. It does, and the legal firm I was trying to think of was Liberty Council, and I don't know why it was avoiding my tongue, but it did. And they do wonderful work. And so if there they, are parents out there who are having issues and need help, they want to talk to someone, feel free to call them. They would and love Tony, to speak we, with you. Did we meet anybody, yes, Liberty we, Pastors? Yes, we did, and he actually walked away with your book. He did, that's good. <laughs> 
But wait a minute, Tony. He, he, did he get the Watchman Declaration? He did. You know, he was. He at, also got the the audio book. Oh, good. So the long story short is, and I also prayed with him. There we go. Now he's going to do better for sure. <laughs> um, we had a chance to go to the um, Save a Generation tour here in um, in Florida, and they had uh, um, Matthew. What's Matthew's name? Uh, Matthew. Um, Matt Saber. Yeah, Saber. And so we got to speak with him for a brief moment, but he did a great job. And there were so many people thanking them that he saved their jobs from losing their jobs mm-hmm. over, right. over being vaccinated. And so you see these parental rights. So they're doing a great job over there. So shouts out to them. <laughs> and there was, there was a lineup of people giving $1,000 donations to that firm. Absolutely. So that was that was a real blessing to see people standing up and to try and help us. We we need legal fighters. So you, you got to find out who's in this game, and they definitely are. So yeah. So we talked about the lower end. Let's talk about the head of the snake. And I know you've you've gone different directions. And of course, the head of the snake totally would be in Florida would be your governor in some ways. But tell us how you kind of worked on this idea of cutting off the head of the snake. Okay, we presented a committee of 31 leaders in not only the state of Florida, but also a couple of other predominant states. And we did a study on all of the information that's being given to our children. So uh, we put that into what turned out to be the book, The Rise and Fall of Sexism, Racism, and LGBTQ in America. We sent that, which include included all of the laws that are being broken in the classroom with sex education against our children that in any other environment it would be um sex crime against child automatic prison and you'd have to be registered so we sent that to the department of education the commissioner we sent it to every school superintendent in the state of florida we gave it to the governor's office. And to be honest, we did not even initially get the response from any of them. In fact, I I will say that the commissioner of education said he wasn't willing to jump on that at that time. But he's now resigned. He's now has, he's resigned. He's moving on to other things. I think he's running for a higher up office, so to speak. But regardless, we went to the top of Florida's education and and everything they're over education uh, education law enforcement you name it they're all over it or especially the governor this is at a time now that the governor and i think it's because enough people have heard the story of what's going on how prominent it is it's been brought to his attention over and over again he has taken a strong stand and I, I i respect him so much for not hiding or running from this issue like some of his underlings have in different agencies so bring it to his attention when any of you have an opportunity to talk to him ask him to continue being as strong on this issue of protecting our children in the classroom because florida is one of the uh, largest states for sex trafficking. Yes. They're, they're finding tunnels all over our state as well as the entire country where children are being moved without anyone knowing it. Yeah. And well, I will tell you in our office, every, you know, we have 
a pretty big office, but we have it posted in both bathrooms by law so that anybody going in there in multiple languages can, can say, hey, this could be the day I got off my pimp, right? And, and to let somebody know. Now, as we know, that system isn't the greatest, you know, but what I, what I was impacted by was that the education commissioner, when he was made aware of the laws, he could have suspended all of those materials immediately and began an investigation, but he did not. All he that's had to do what. Was- that's exactly what we asked him to do. We gave him an easy out. Yep. And we said, since sex education is not required in the state of Florida at all, period, he could have sent a note notice to every school district asking them to suspend all sex education until further notice of reports of illegal activity within the sex education programs and his agency must have the Department of Law Enforcement do a study and investigation and he chose not to do it. But that in itself brought some benefit. You know, what, what it brought was new laws that Disney went against Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what, what happened to Disney this past month? What happened, Tony? They their yes. their value dropped by thirty four billion dollars this month. That's a good amount. I was hoping for a hundred and eighty four. <laughs> and just so all of you out there know what we're right. referring to, Disney has been the number one trafficking spot of children in the state of Florida. Oh my goodness. Tunnels, tunnels, tunnels. So we're certainly seeing, and this is an amazing thing. Most people are a little bit aware that we have the don't say gay bill. What it really is, is you're not allowed to talk to my children about things that I don't want them to talk to you about. These are private things. You don't need to tell them about the birds and the bees. I can handle it. I'm, I'm, I'm equipped, right? And so that's something that we talked about already, how only about 29% of Democrats are actually opposed to that bill. So this is an overwhelming majority on both parties, and yet Disney has decided they're going to be coming out with commercials now that talk about how what we're talking about today is going to divide and destroy families. Can you believe that? But it's exactly the opposite. When we listen to their agenda and we begin to cause people to become confused about their own sexuality, about their own gender. Well, I can't, you know, this bill in particular affects, we'd like it to be more broad and more encompassing but it's only talking about school and school administration not talking to your five to eight year old not even let's say kindergartner right it's specific kindergartner to third grader which is usually five to eight um it needs what, to go to 12. You, you, it needs to go way <laughs> older 18. than that but children <laughs> at that age have no concept of sexual attraction right of of gender really you know they're they're going to be like, hey, mommy paints her nails. I remember my boys would be like, mom, paint my toenails. You know, because they would see it on me. And they're like, that's cool. Um, and I, it I is cool. I, I didn't <laughs> immediately go, oh my gosh, they must really be girls. Right. No, I was like, I'll paint one toe. How's that? <laughs> one, that's the deal. One toe. Right. Um, and that was enough for them. But I didn't say, oh my gosh, my child must have a gender And if gender they had dysphoria. an older sister and we had lots of clothes, I mean, certainly they, you got to, you know, we only have two boys. So they can't wear their mom's clothes. But you know, they probably would have. I mean, kids oh, are I just Oh, I used to kids. love to twirl in the towel because the way yes. it felt. You know, he's like, this is awesome. Right. 
But I didn't go, oh, he must want to wear skirts. Right. I was like, no, because everybody likes a little air down there. That's all, folks. He's a kid <laughs> reacting to stuff needs to breathe. Yeah. That's all. Does not mean that. And so that's what that bill's in regards to is that. But it's not don't say gay. That's just something yes. that it's been termed because it, it puts a negative. It was created by Disney. Yes, yeah. it's a negative connotation on it. Yeah. And then it sounds more malevolent than it is. Well, Why do you and, need and to talk to a five to eight-year-old about sex? Do you remember the name of the lady that for Disney that was doubling down that she was saying, She's the head of programming, their yes. television programming. I don't and remember her name. She was doubling down that she was going to put more of it in than That a secret meeting. Yeah. And it was caught on tape that got leaked yeah. of her saying... No more princesses. Right, they're going to put as much gender, queer, trans agenda into every programming, background, foreground, you name it. They're going to have it in there is what she said, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, at least they're they've, discovering themselves. They've, dis- <laughs> they've showed who they are. Yes, and I'm so glad that the rest of us now see who they are. And I said, unless it affects money for them, they won't do anything about it. Well, so just remember, it's-, it's time for us to show them who we are. And that we stand for Christ. Exactly. And that God absolutely made man and women in his image. This is about destroying the image of God. This is about destroying right. the family. If you are a Christian, you are a child of God. Does that? And so this is exactly, you start to see, that's why we have this attack. Because the first thing he did was that he made men and women. They've gone back to the very beginning to destroy even those little fine points that you would think nobody would ever dare challenge that. No, they are because they have to. We've seen we've seen the videos of kids that are 16, 17 years old that have been illegally transgendered. Mm-hmm. You know, they they pumped them with yes. medicines. Yeah. They've, they've done and they're they're weeping because yes. they really weren't, but they've been coached in that direction. I think Tucker Carlson, my wife, was saying about he's going to have a show. He's going to several, yeah, about people that want to detransition, but that transitioned as teenagers. And now the one woman he's talking to that he showed was a 23-year-old, and yeah. she regrets it. She's yeah. like, I didn't know uh, what they I wanted. They say 80% of people who transgendered before they were 30 are trying to be brought back. And the thing is, there's not enough doctors that will do the transition exactly. back. Yep. So these people are just left. And that's right. why there's such a high rate of suicide let now. Me close, let me close with this. The Lord Jesus Christ gave us a commandment. And he says that we're to love one another. Right? right? He didn't say we're to judge one another. Right. Absolutely. So we, we need to be compassionate to even these folks that have gone through transgender. Absolutely. 100%. Amen. We need to have the love and compassion for them. Now, the people that are pushing it, we don't need to have any love there. Especially no. adults. No, we You know, don't. like predators. Right. Over, you know, the, your, what is it? Your ability to make um, reasonable choices um, doesn't develop fully until you're 25, right? right. So it, it should be a crime to have anyone transition prior to that. Exactly. There's that case in England that they were, you know, because as a parent in any country, you're not allowed to question if a child mentions anything about it, right? It can, you can have your child taken away from you, from even like questioning like, really, is that? If you don't immediately go and take them to a doctor that supports it and get them on those hormones, but they can make permanent changes to their body that they can't then undo, like this 23-year-old girl. So the reason they did this in England was because a woman who had transitioned 
when she was pretty young, had decided as an adult, very young adult, that she had made a mistake and didn't want to transition. So in you in the UK, they now made it illegal to give them hormone blockers or puberty blockers until they are an adult. 18, I believe, is the age, maybe 18 or 19. But because she set the precedent for that, they at least have that here. But we don't have that in the United States, do we? No, we really don't. But if parents would fight for their medical rights of their children, because that is theoretically still their constitutional right, is to, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that's being taken away from the parents in their children and the children don't have that right specifically so it is ingrained in our constitution and bill of rights we just have to demand it and it is to the detriment of that child why can't they wait until they're a little bit older and we know that your brain is still developing you know up until your mid to late 20s and to what you were saying just a few minutes ago about if a parent doesn't immediately rush their child to a counselor that will affirm them. Uh, There are several communities, cities, counties, that are doing like sanctuary laws or ordinances that prevent parents from taking their child to a... um, a therapist or counselor or psychologist to try to find out what is making them dysphoric, dysphoric confused. Yeah, It's against the law in those counties. However, <laughs> an ordinance does not supersede the Constitution and the rights of the parents. And they've been cha- it's been challenged Good in info. court. Tampa is one of them. And they were voted down by the uh, Supreme Court here. Right. So that's what another action plan mm-hmm. is the demanding of parental rights overseed, ever, override everything else. Well, we have a basic loss of information, right? And people don't understand you can't have an epidemic of a genetic disease. That's right. There is no g- gay gene, no. right? And so we start to realize our Bible tells us the secret. It says to train up the child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, it doesn't say they won't stray from it when they're young. It says they won't stray from it when they're old, right? What does that tell you? The Bible's admitting that there's (laughs) experimentation. Not all of us learn things the easy way, do we, right? Now, this is why they are using your Bible as a strategy. As a weapon. As a weapon to get to your children, to train them up to tell them this stuff right out of the box, right? And so once you start to understand, you talked about in the show that all of a sudden we, I think it was you said Ohio, was at a 10,000% increase in girls that were gender confused. Dysphoric, right? yep. They can't all suddenly be born gay. So then that means we're seeing this, this happen as a result of training. Now, I'm going to throw one other thing out, and there was a TED talk about this that talked about the most common uh, pesticide used in America and how when we use that, we actually see frogs change their gender. That study I told them about, by the way, folks. Well, of course, that's why I remember everything my wife says. old information is coming from me. Yes, that's an actual study, and it was actually um, produced. It was peer-reviewed 
And he doesn't know the whole thing. He's just guessing. So what happened? What happened was... No, I'm not guessing. It was a study studying glycosate. I listened to that one too. Okay. After she told me. Not dropping the gauntlet. Anyway, it's a study on um, glycosate. And it studied frog eggs because they have a permeable sac that they're kept in, much like the amniotic sac. And so this was in the 90s, I believe, early 2000s. And so what this study proved was that frogs can actually, if there's not enough males around, they can change gender so that they can become, uh, if there's male, if they need males, the females can then become males and impregnate. So they have everything they need inside them. So during periods of like when there's less males, they can do what they need to do, right? Or less females, then they can become females and have, you know, tadpoles. So that's why they wanted to study, this particular person wanted to study this on frog eggs. So what he found after studying this was that the male frogs behaved even when there wasn't a lack of um, females around. They would, even though they were still male, right? They hadn't made that switch because they didn't need to, but they were behaving in ways like the female frogs from those hatched, from the ones that had been exposed to the fertilizer. And they were... um, uh, cannibalizing each other I believe and they were d- just acting in ways that were aberrations from their normal behavior um, and changing gender for no reason or seeming to like having but having the boy parts but then behaving like a female frog would behave it was really weird so this man took the study and presented it to the FDA now um, when he presented it to them they were, of course, not very happy about this. And they said, well, how much rainwater did you expose it to? It must have been so much. And he said, actually, no. I only exposed it to the enough rainwater that's exactly the same as you would get runoff from the fields. He's like, so it wasn't a large amount. It wasn't done in excess. It was only that amount that made them do that. And this was about 20 to 25 years ago. What are we having in this country that is crazy? By the way, as soon as he presented that study, the EU said, we're not using that yanked it off right because you have to prove in order to use something you have to prove that that will not hurt anyone but that's not that way here in the united states so the united states was like no we're going to pay for our own studies well their studies came back saying that's not in fact at all the case well guess who paid for those studies could it be oh monsatan right (laughs) i mean who makes this stuff um but what are we having an influx here in this country 25 years later What's happening? What is that? And the that's epi- only epidemic? one chemical. Right. And once you understand that there are, there are literally over 2,000 chemicals that they can put in our food here that they can't put anywhere else in the world. Right. So there, there is all kinds of reasons for why we're seeing what we're seeing. But the most important thing to go back to is that you are the parent. You have a God-given right and an obligation. You are the watchman for your children. If there is danger, you are supposed to sound an alarm and that God will hold you accountable. And that's Ezekiel 33, 6. So you start to see here, that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to be a watchman for what's happening in the world, right? And so there's all kinds of reasons and you start to realize that we are under attack, okay, from every area. And that's another reason why, you know, having autonomy, right, to say no to healthcare, um, prescriptions right even if the supreme court legislates them 
you know, this is a right that we fundamentally have to have. And this is also part of having rights to our children, being able to say no to a vaccine or these, these idea that you have to mandatorily have them. So this is another freedom that if these people legislate access to your kids, mandatory access to your kids, you're in big trouble, right? So yeah. we are already in big trouble. We are. Yeah. And you can start to see, though, that we're, we're seeing something happen in America, in this area. We're seeing parents stand up. When that governor in Virginia said, hey, you, these aren't your kids, you don't have the right to influence what we're gonna teach your kids, uh, he went home pretty quick, right? So you can start to see this, this whole mantra there is just starting to crumble. So, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close this episode? Well, I just want to challenge everyone who is out there listening right now to not forget about listening to this. When you listen to it, you might want to listen to it again and follow up. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your business friends, people who have uh, businesses, especially the Christian business owners. Mm -hmm. Get them involved. Set up meetings with school board candidates that you think you might want to support. Raise money to help them get elected because no one up until this point wants to get involved in school board races. And let me tell you people, if ever there has been an important election, it is our school board races right now. And we are trying to flip a minimum of 10, preferably up to 20 school boards across this state of Florida to actually give our children a chance of a good qualified education. Amen. Pastor, pastor, get on the wall, become a watchman on the wall. Take this, take this message to your church. Please, Please. We've got, we've got folks that are running for the school board. Now we're going to meet in just a little bit with Rick Nolte and many others that are ready to take on the school boards. Pastors, You need to be a watchman on the wall, and you need to get on that stick and stay on it. Fear not, for the Lord will be with you. Amen. Amen. So um, just to reiterate, you know, you have to be in touch with your children. Your relationship with your children needs to increase. The more that increases, the more you're going to know what is going on with them. And it's that relationship that you have with them that's going to be parenting them. And you need to know, is my kid getting an education? What kind of materials is he being exposed to? Who are these people that I send him to every day? You need to find out because if they don't have a good relationship with you, you're not going to know. You talked about how the fact that all of a sudden kids are home, then all of a sudden parents started finding out what their kids are actually learning. Well, that shows you a relationship level issue right and so we need to remember that our kids are the most important things that we have and let me just say this i I was thinking about a scripture to really end with today and it came back to james 2 18. this is what it says but someone will say you have faith and i have deeds He, he says show me your faith without deeds and i will show you my faith by my deeds folks if your christianity If your faith is real, it will express itself in reality, right? In other words, if your faith doesn't change reality, it's useless. And there's so many people out there that just, when I start talking to them about getting involved and standing up, 
because we talked about how Luke twenty one twenty eight says Jesus said it. Yeah. When you see these things happening, we're supposed to stand up to them. And that's what we're asking you to do today. I pray that you will stand up for your children, stand up for your faith, and stand up for your country. That your faith would not be useless, right? And more importantly, God has given us talents. You have a talent. You can show up at a board meeting. And God says, if you use your talents for his kingdom, you're going to get more talents when you get to his kingdom. Amen, right? Amen. And so Amen. you have been here for a reason today. And I pray that you'll get a chance to, like Bev says, listen to this again, but look up her website. How can we get a hold yes. of you, Bev? I can be reached by email at bevkilmer, the number five, at gmail.com. And what's your website? My website is freedomspeaks, with an S, dot U-S. Amen. Alex, you want to pray for us before we let everybody go? No, not really. She doesn't want to do it. What about Pastor Tony? Right. He's a pastor. He has to. He can't yeah, right. say no. I'm only in seminary. Jeez, he's a pastor. Have he him got, do it. He's, he's going to be better. It. Pressure. Father God, I just come sensing no pressure. <laughs> Father God, it's always a thrill to come into your Amen. presence, Lord, and and just love you and worship you. And, and thank you, Father, for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear what your spirit is saying to this nation. Father God. Help us to be a loud voice for you. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about SupernaturalJunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing, and also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website and the audible version, as well as the soft cover book should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with supernaturaljunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo, because some of you have been asking about that. We're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week.